And there's so many incredibly rich uh, historic songs of this particular season, aren't there? We sung many of them today. And yet sometimes I wonder if we miss the, some of the deeper meaning in some of the lyrics that we sing. Sometimes I get lost in the lyrics, or sometimes I just plain forget the lyrics. I mean, I start singing them about now. Some of you, I know you've been singing them in your cars, in your living rooms, you've had your Christmas tree up since September 1st, you know, and, and you know all the lines, but I forget some of them. Maybe you guys uh, can help me finish some of these phrases. Silent night, holy night. Okay, yeah, that's, an, that's kind of an easy one. So I started off, you know, just kind of lobbed a softball out there for you to hit. Uh, how about this one? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Okay, yeah, you guys are doing pretty well, especially this middle section, very powerful. It must be the choir. It must be the, the chamber choir. They know all these. Uh, come and behold him. Okay, I heard it back there. Born the king of angels. Yeah, good, good. How about this one? That hath made heaven and earth of naught. <laughs> oh, got really quiet there, didn't it? <laughs> and with his blood, mankind has bought. This beautiful lyric comes from the song that we sang at the very beginning of our service, the first Noel. Well, let me tell you about uh, my first Noel, uh, Elena Noel Nielsen. She's our oldest daughter. She was born December 27th, 1999. She was a Christmas baby, two days after Christmas. Actually, you know what else was happening December 27th, 1999? Everybody was freaking out. It was Y2K. We didn't know if the world, we didn't, I mean, who knows if we were even going to be here, right? I mean, so we were just hoping that Lainey would be born before the end of the world as we knew it. Uh, and uh, here's, here's another picture of her now almost 20 years later. College student. Okay, just a minute. But that's our Elena Noel. Lisa picked the middle name because she was born at Christmas time, and it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Elena Noel. It sounds beautiful, right? And, and Christmas, doesn't it have something to do with Christmas? I'm ashamed to say, I mean, epic dad fail. Uh, I didn't know what the word Noel meant. I, do you? I, I mean, I know it kind of just, we sing about it at Christmas in this, in this carol, the first Noel. So I went to my friends at Wikipedia, um, just discovered this like two weeks ago, just so you know. The first Noel, it can be spelled a, a number of different ways, that, you know, depending on where it's coming from. A traditional English Christmas carol of Cornish origin. Its current form was published uh, first in Carols Ancient and Modern in 1823. Man, some history here. And Gilbert and Sandy's Carols in 1833. Now, what does the word Noel actually mean I discovered the English word Noel is from the French word Noel, oui, oui. Uh, so it's from a French word Noel that actually means Christmas. So when we sing the first Noel, we're singing about the very first Christmas. Now that, that word Noel, the French word, is actually derived from a Latin word Natalis, which means birth. So now we know. Now I know what Lainey's middle name means. And it makes even more sense, Elena Noel Nielsen. She was our 
firstborn, and she was born just two days after Christmas. Now, this beautiful carol, the first Noel, uh, has some incredible lyrics that we did sing earlier. The first Noel, the angels did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay. In fields as they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep. This, this beautiful scene that's captured in these lyrics comes from the original first Christmas, the first Noel. And we read about it in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And I'd like to just read it for us, and then I'd like to make three very significant observations uh, for them and for us. So just follow along. It says, That night there were shepherds, and they were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. But the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. And it says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds, they said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds, they told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept these things in her heart and she thought about them often. And the shepherds, they went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen It was just as the angel had told them. So I want us to take note of three things in this first Christmas. The first thing that I notice is that this was a very unlikely announcement. It was a very unlikely announcement. Remember David said earlier that there was this this period of silence as people were waiting, waiting for this Messiah, the Savior, this Redeemer to come. In fact, between the last prophecies of the Old Testament and the birth of Christ, there was a period of about 400 years when the prophets of God were not speaking on God's behalf, and it seemed like God was completely silent. This is why I say this was an unlikely announcement. I mean, if I'm being honest, even if somebody's promised something and and made these bold, prophetic statements, if it's been 400 years and 400 years of silence, no, no little updates, no little reminders, oh yeah, no, he's coming, he's coming. 
I would be losing heart. I'd be discouraged. I'd, if I'm honest, I would be, okay, I, I thought this Messiah, this Savior, this Redeemer was supposed to come, but is he really? Can, can God really be trusted? How much longer are we going to have to live under this Roman oppression the people must have felt? And so this, this announcement, though proclaimed and promised long, long ago, I think it came as an incredible surprise, a very unlikely announcement. And it was an unlikely announcement because it was made to these shepherds. And, and it says the angel said, I'm bringing you this good news. This announcement was, was coming. And he says, a baby's been born. And here's how you know who this Messiah, this Redeemer, this Savior of the world is. You're going to find him wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. What an unlikely Savior. What an unlikely announcement. And made, made to a very unlikely audience. Look at the text. That night, there were shepherds. Shepherds staying in the fields nearby, just guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appears to them and makes this incredible announcement. Shares this news with some of the most unlikely people. Shepherds out in the field in the middle of the night. Like, I'm thinking if I'm God <laughs> and I'm sending my one and only son down to the earth to, to engage with humanity, like, that's going to be a big announcement, right? I mean, if I'm God, I'm, I'm announcing that to the kings of the world. If I'm God, I'm at least getting this word out first to some of the, you know, the religious leaders of the day. I remember when, um, I remember when Lainey was born. And uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was Christmas time, it was winter, it was flu season, you know, and everybody's like, oh, be careful, you know, she could get sick, you know, not me. Lainey was born, I'm like, put her in the buggy, let's get to the mall. Like, hey, like, we, we made that. Look at, look at that, look at that, look at that girl. She's incredible. Like, I just wanted to show her off. I wanted everybody to know. And, and God decides to send his one and only son into the world. And he doesn't announce it to kings. Jesus is born in the middle of the darkness. And the first news of this, the announcement is made to the most unlikely audience. Simple shepherds. It's where we get the, the line from the lyric to the first Noel. The first Noel, the first Christmas, the first birth. The angels did say, they did announce to who? To certain poor shepherds. Now, there wasn't anything but certain poor shepherds. <laughs> there, were, there weren't any middle class or middle upper class shepherds. All shepherds were poor. It was a simplistic job. In fact, what we learn from history about shepherds is they occupied the lowest class in Jewish society. Did you know that? Think about it. And that's, this is who God decides to make the first announcement to. 
the lowest class, the bottom rung of the ladder. In fact, most shepherds were kids because it was such a simple job. It was the ultimate unskilled labor, being a shepherd. I mean, think about it. Hey, you're a shepherd. There's your sheep. Watch them. <laughs> like, like that, that's your job. Like, just stand there. Just watch them. Now, of course, they, they watched out for them. They took care of them. They, they protected them. But there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't any degree for shepherding. There was no specialized schooling or technical institute of shepherding that people went to. It was an unskilled labor kind of job that almost anyone could do. Not only that, for shepherds, their testimony was not even received in court. I mean, they were looked down upon so much. They were so low in society that they couldn't testify in court. Their word didn't mean anything. And, and this is the group of people. The most unlikely that God would make this incredible announcement to first. Finally, remember I said before that oftentimes shepherds were kids, 12, 13, teenagers. And if you were still a shepherd as an adult, that was considered like a total life fail. Like that's it, that's all you can do with your life. That's how it was looked at. That's why I say this was a very unlikely announcement, but it was made to an even more unlikely audience. Shepherds. And look at what it says. Can you imagine how this must have stood out to those simple, lowly shepherds? When an angel appears out in the middle of the field, and the angel says, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. I've got good news for you. He says, and it will be good news that will bring great joy to all people. Can you imagine what that felt like to those shepherds? Those low class, looked down upon, judged shepherds. For an angel to appear and say, this is going to be good news of great joy for all people, even you, the most unlikely. I love that. This says something about the heartbeat of God, that there is nobody that's too low. There's nobody that's so simple. There's no one that is unlikely or unloved by the God of the universe, that he would not send his one and only son for them. And so we read the lyrics of this beautiful carol, and it was in this atmosphere that this unlikely announcement was made to this unlikely audience, these certain poor shepherds in fields where they lay, no bed, laying with their sheep on the dirty, smelly ground on a cold winter's night that was so deep.
you know, I love the Christmas season, and, and we, we love the beauty and the decor and the lights. But if, if, if many of us in the room were honest, Christmas is not always all that it's cracked up to be, is it? Yeah, we, we like the lights, and, and yeah, we like the presents. But for many, Christmas is just what it was at that first Noel to those, those simple shepherds. It was a cold, dark winter's night. For some, for some in this room, Christmas, uh, the Christmas season, it's just, it's just a reminder of who, who's not there anymore. Maybe it's a reminder at the Christmas table of who's not at the table because they're gone. They've passed. Or a relationship ended, and it feels really lonely and dark and cold. Or maybe for you, you know, you can, you can kind of put the extended family in this box over here and ignore them for a good part of the year, but then, you know, at Christmas time, the holidays, you're forced to engage again and see each other again. And, and if we're honest, for some, Christmas is just a reminder of the dysfunctionality of, the, of your extended family, and it's hard. And it's depressing. You know, those, those shepherds out in the field, I don't think that they thought their life was awesome. <laughs> it was lowly and dark. And they were simple. And they were low class. And yet, this is who God decides. I want them to know first. Amazing. I wonder who, who in this room feels like an unlikely. Like, does God notice me? I feel like I haven't gotten where I want to be yet. I, I feel like I'm not accomplishing much with my life. I feel unloved or I feel alone. Jesus came for you. He came for the most of unlikelies. And I love the, what, what was happening in the shepherds' hearts and minds in the text. It says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds, they said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. There was, a, there was an interest that was pricked in their hearts. There was a, a, a wanting to know more. To see, was this real? Like, did the Messiah, the Redeemer, did he really come? Is it true? And so they, it says they hurried. They hurried off to the village. They, they took off. They wanted to see it. They wanted to lay their eyes on it for themselves. And man, if you're here this weekend and you're, you, know, you came with some friends or you just came with the choir because it's what you had to do or whatever it was, and you're unsure of this whole Jesus thing. Just remember the shepherds. They were very unlikely. And yet, there was an interest. And all I would say is just, just keep exploring. If you're here just searching, if you're here with lots of questions, if you're uncertain, just keep searching and, and hurry. None of us know how much time we have left. Hurry to discover the truth, to make a decision about this incredibly unlikely announcement in your own life, because I'm telling you, it's a game changer. 
it doesn't just change Christmas. It, cha- it changes everything. What we, what we believe about who Jesus is and why he came, it changes everything. And the, the shepherds, they were interested. They, they just wanted to explore. They wanted to know more. And so they went. They hurried to the village, and then they found Mary and Joseph, and there he was. Think about this, guys. The fir- perhaps some of the very first people to lay their eyes on the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer of the world, were some simple, smelly shepherds. This was an unlikely announcement that was made to a very unlikely audience who became some of the most unlikely messengers. Look at what happens next. The shepherds, they go, they, they find Mary and Joseph, and they see Jesus, and it changes everything. It says, after seeing him, the shepherds, they told everyone what had happened. Now remember, shepherds' words really didn't count for much, but they didn't care. They couldn't help but tell everybody what had happened, what the angels had said to them about this child. And it says, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. People were blown away. One, because this prophecy had been so ancient, so old, and they're wondering, like, holy smokes, could it really be? They were probably astonished because he came as a little baby. They were probably astonished because they were hearing this news from shepherds. Think about it. The shepherds, the announcement that they got was, an, was a host of angels singing. And what everybody else got was the words of simple shepherds. They were the messengers that God chose to spread the news first. Some very unlikely messengers. And it says in Luke 2, verse 20, the shepherds, they went back to their flocks, but they went back differently. They went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and all that they had seen. They were eyewitnesses of it. They could not help but be changed. They couldn't help but become convinced. The most unlikely realize that Jesus had really come. And he had come to bring great news of joy for all people, even the most unlikely and the unlikely ones would become the ones that would be the first messengers of this good news, which says something, which says something about who God wants to use in this world. He wants to use the unlikely. That includes me and you. Those, those shepherds, they were certainly flawed But just because the messenger might be flawed doesn't mean that the message is flawed. It was a message of hope and joy and love and life change. And and, and we may think, well, who am I to to share this message? I got to get my act together. I got to get things straight. And yeah, we're all in process and we need to be real about where we're at. But do not let that stop us from sharing the message. Because it changes everything. It's changed in my life. It's changed many people's lives in this room. And we're all in that process 
of being changed, moving one step closer to God and each other through Christ. And I love the last lyrics of this beautiful song, the, the response that, that, the, that the shepherds invited everybody into. <laughs> this is the shepherd's song. This is the first Noel. And they sang, then let us all with one accord. Let us all united together because there's something has happened that is so miraculous, so life-changing. Let us all sing praises to our heavenly Lord that hath made heaven. This little Lord Jesus that was lying in the manger was the one that had made heaven and earth out of nothing. And, and with his blood, mankind has bought. Because Jesus that was born in the manger would grow to be a man, would live a perfect life, and then would die a criminal's death. Not because he was a criminal, but because I am. And because we are. We've all broken God's ways. We've all desired to lead our own life, be the God of our own life. And because of that, we're separated from the life that God has for us unless somebody makes it right. And the thing is, you and I, we can't make it right. And that is exactly why God sent His Son, Jesus to make it right, to make us right. To provide forgiveness and freedom and a whole new hope and life to the most unlikely. So what are some next steps in your life, in my life? Well, first and foremost, if, if you're here and you've just been exploring and checking things out, we need to ask ourselves, have we responded to this announcement? Have we responded to the announcement? This is, a, this is an, an announcement that demands a response. So you've heard it. If not before, you've heard it today. Jesus, the Savior of the world, was born at Christmas, and he came for the most unlikely, including you. And if you've not turned to him and put your faith and trust in him and turned your life over to him to say, now you lead me. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. Respond. Hurry. Hurry. And secondly, for those of us that have already responded to this message, maybe it's time to share the message. Flawed as we are, unlikely as we are, share the message. Reach out. Invite a friend. Share your story. Uh, as you leave today out of the Welcome Center, there's more Christmas Eve invite cards uh, this afternoon, we'll post another one of our, one of our videos, and you can, you can share it on social media. It's just a way to share the message. And those shepherds, as unlikely as they were, they came to share the message in a new, fresh way by singing. By singing these beautiful words. 